0: Have you watched Colorado? Uh, oh, yeah. Colorado, yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've watched a little bit of Colorado. You, yeah, have you, okay. yeah, did you yeah. watch the first yeah. game, Ted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't mm-hmm. missed a minute.
0: I, I've been, like, front and center for both games. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: And I'm not okay. a Dion,
0: like, sycophant like this. I just love what he's doing and how it's sort of shaking up the football world, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so let me back up here and introduce ourselves. I'm Perry Bacon. I'm a columnist at the Washington Post, and I'm joined by two of my colleagues. Welcome to Gene Robinson.
1: Thanks, Perry. Good to be here.
2: And welcome to Ted Johnson as well.
0: Thank you. Great to be here.
2: Uh, it may seem a little odd for us talking sports on a Washington Post opinion podcast. Donald Trump <laughs> will not be mentioned, I don't think, on this podcast, but I don't want to rule out uh, that potential here. So but we're going to talk about uh, Dion Sanders, who's the new coach at Colorado um, in football. And we're going to talk about It's going to be a conversation about sports, of course, but also a little about race, culture and politics as well. And I assume everybody here, everybody who's listening, is not necessarily a uh, football fan. So, a brief introduction about who is who is Dion Sanders. Um, and Dion was one of the most important athletes I'd say of the 1990s. He was a great, great cornerback um, who later was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. He also played Major League Baseball around the same time. Um, he was not as good at baseball. I don't think he ever made the All Star team there. But um, after his football career ended in 2005, Dion. De- Ian did some broadcasting, he tried to kind of get into coaching, but it looked but he wanted to get like a head coaching job at a big school first. So he didn't really land one for a while. So in 2020, he accepted a job at Jackson State University, which is a historically black college in Mississippi. And he immediately turned the program around dramatically. And then suddenly a lot of colleges did uh, start recruiting Dion to head up their school's um, football program. So he became the head coach at University of Colorado uh, in December. Colorado was terrible in 2022. They were 1-11. Deion immediately came in. He brought in 80 new players, most notably his son, who's the quarterback. His name is Shador. And so far, they are 2-0. They defeated Texas Christian University, who was the number two team last year. So Deion Sanders is now the talk of college football. I'm more of an NFL fan myself, but I found myself following the Dion story as well, and we'll get into why. And so my theory, at least for why I'm interested in Dion Sanders, I've been thinking about this a little bit before we came on here, is is that um, there's a lot of black players in college football. And my guess is plenty of Democrats watch it. But to me, college football has always seemed kind of a white and Republican sport on some level. The best (laughs) programs are Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Louisiana, you know, Red States, kind of the main character I'd say of, of college football is usually one of the older white male coaches, the most famous being Nick Saban of Alabama. But Deion is really changing that, and I think that's what's drawing at least me to be more interested in, like, what's going on in college football. But I'd be curious what um, you guys think about kind of why, kind of what is interesting about Dion Sanders to you. I'll start with
0: Gene.
1: Well, he he breaks the mold. I mean, he completely breaks the mold. Uh, you know, I'm considerably older than you, Perry. I, go ba- I went to Michigan. I go back to the Bo Schembechler days when the rivalry, of course, Michigan-Ohio State, was... Bo Schembechler and and Woody Hayes, but it's the coaches that you talk about in college football, and of course that that makes sense because the players change um, uh, more rapidly than than they do on pro teams. So the 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 one constant was the coach who stuck around for a long time. Bo Schembechler was a coach for years and years at Michigan, and Woody Hayes for years and years at at Ohio State, and they were of course white. Men, but they were white men of a certain type—kind of hard guys. Very—I don't really know their politics, but you certainly thought they were very kind of conservative guys, tough, um, very paternalistic in a in a way. And and so that was the college football type uh, coach type that I grew up with. And it really didn't change a whole lot um, over the over the years. I mean, it, it, you draw a direct line from. From Bo and Woody to Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney and the the big coaches uh, of uh, of our time, and all of a sudden here comes Dion. Here comes Dion Sanders. Uh, he comes with a different style, with a different attitude, and with a different skin color, uh, and he and he has this instant success. Tip.
0: Yeah. Look, I went to Hampton for undergrad. So when Dion decided to go coach at Jackson State, there was this moment of national HBCU pride that was on 10 for for the entire time that he was there for the attention that he was bringing in, the recruits that he was bringing in. And he was winning, which, you know, if he doesn't win, this whole story goes away. But the fact that he's winning at at the SWAC and and Jackson State and now at Colorado is why this is a story, in in addition to him being a larger-than-life character. Look, I remember freshman year at Hampton, we were talking about uh, both our basketball and football teams, which football was pretty good, basketball was okay. And we were wondering why folks like Jerry Stackhouse and Rashid Wallace didn't go to places like Hampton or Howard or Morehouse or something and bring that talent to HBCUs. And we had the regular conversations about resources and pathways to the professional leagues. You kind of have to play at the bigger schools to give yourself a better shot. But Dion did what we imagined in those dorm rooms in the 1990s. He went out and got the best players in the country and brought them to Jackson State. And then when he went to Colorado, he brought them there. And this is what the Dion story means to me. Um, it's proof that we can do it. And that may sound like you know some, a little bit of like self-doubting or self-hatred. No, no, when, when you are raised in a country that routinely tells you when you get promotions or you get selected for things that it was affirmative action or that um, whatever your accomplishments or achievements are, it's because the government helped you or you got a leg up because of the color of your skin. You can't help as a human, but wonder, am I, the diff, am I different because I've achieved these things? Or, am, or, or are we just being shortchanged as a, just the way racism kind of plays out in America? And then a, someone like Dion comes along, and it's proof we can be successful when we are resourced and we are given the, the ability to showcase our talents and our personalities. We can be successful at any level. And that... Point of pride, you know, is um, it, it cannot be understated. It's not just college football. This is a, uh, a bigger story about the, the nature of our country and the sort of uh, prospects that we have for, for uh, the, the different groups that are trying to make it here.
2: As a Hampton grad, I want to ask you this: Ted specifically is like, okay, so we're in this landscape to where in a lot of red states they're banning how you talk about race, ban, you know, getting rid of black studies departments, that kind of thing. So that's, and we're also at a place where now uh, elite colleges like Yale or Harvard can't do affirmative action, and, and that's a problem as well. So you, we're in a place culturally where maybe we want to invest as much as possible in our black colleges. And looking at what happened with Dion, is that is that an endorsement of it because he went there and did a great job? or is it a mixed endorsement of black elders because as soon as he got a chance to go to a majority white school that was big, he was like the, you know he found the door quickly. So what do we think about the Dion model in that sense?
0: Yeah, it's hard to say. you know, at every college admission cycle, there's a debate on my Facebook feed. Um, around some black student that got accepted to all the IVs and decided to go to Morehouse or Howard instead. And like, why would you do this? You know, why would you turn down the ability to access all the social capital in those other institutions? I remember just a few years ago, a lot of, um, uh, there were a few very highly recruited basketball players that chose to go to HBCUs and they didn't have success because they were in the wrong system, because the coach didn't know how to utilize that talent. So just pairing talent to an HBCU or to any school doesn't equal success. success. And that was the story that they tried to tell us about Dion. He got the best players and the swag. Of course, he's going to win. It's not that easy. It's still competitive. So if you go to the wrong HBCU with the wrong coach for your talents, You're not going to do well Um, until these folks start making it in the pros and the NBAs in larger numbers. People are not going to view HBCUs as a pathway to professional sports. And as long as that's happening, um, a lot of the best kids are probably not going to go there. But there is a, a curiosity or an inquiry happening with recruits now that probably didn't exist, especially football recruits five years ago. The, the last thing I'll say is Dion is seen as the exception at the moment. He's not proof that black people can do these things or athletes can do these things. He's proof that he can. And um, as long as you're the minority exception, the
1: that the exception tends to prove the rule. What do you think, Gene? Well, look, I grew up in Orangeburg, South Carolina, home to two HBCUs, Claflin University and South Carolina State College, it's football day south carolina state was uh was a was a special day with the bands marching through town especially if florida and m came um you know and 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 i remember as a kid there were there were um players from um from state and from other hbcus that that um that, that state played who made it to the nfl and who were who were great stars but they had to be you know, they were the exceptions. I mean, they, they had to be better. They just had to be better. You know, as far as um, uh, Coach Dion's, um Coach Prime's uh, decision to move from Jackson State to, to Colorado, I, 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 you know, I give him the sort of Pioneer's exemption, right? <laughs> I mean, he only spent a year at, at Jackson State, but he's being the pioneer, and therefore he gets um, a hall pass for me on that.
2: Last question. What... Is Dion we've been hinting around this the whole time. Is like is Dion sui generous or not? And I guess one argument would be Dion is a Hall of Fame player who also has a son who's a great quarterback who he is able to bring yeah. with him to yeah. both schools. Yeah. So we, we sort of know Dion might have Dion's son might be unusually good at football, and I don't know how many sons he oh, has. So is yeah. this so let's say Dion does, let's say they let's say they're 10 and 2 this year, let's say, or they maybe they're undefeated, or whatever, let's say they have mm-hmm. a great season. What does yeah. that mean for what does that mean? Is that because to me, it might just mean if you can get Dion's, if you can get a Hall of Fame football player and their child who's great at sports, that's not a particularly replicative model. But maybe it means that there are, un, there's a lot of black athletes who used to play who, who've yeah. been passed over in coaching and maybe they should be reconsidered. Maybe there's a lot of uh, basketball players like the NFL does not hire a lot of black coaches, college football doesn't. The NBA is better, but not great. Is part of this that, like, like maybe the athlete is undersold as a coach, a, to a coach, or is this just Dion Sanders as Dion Sanders?
1: I think the athlete is definitely undersold as a coach. The black athlete is definitely undersold as a coach, and and black um, coaches when they get a chance, um, you know, very rarely do they get the sort of running room um, that white coaches get. So, so maybe this is an encouragement um, to uh, some. You know, there are great black athletes who played football, who who know the game inside and out, and who can teach that, and who can coach, and who uh, have that potential. And so I hope that it encourages more to explore that potential.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Look, um, the two whitest positions on the football field are head coach and quarterback. And in Colorado, um, which is in a state that has a massive black population, those two positions are now held by a very flashy head, head coach and his very flashy son. Just so happens the head coach is a Hall of Famer who's had college collegiate success before. And his son, a quarterback, is probably going to be a, a draft pick in the, in the NFL draft. Um, it, there are other places... You know, the NFL has a former play, Eric Bieniemy, who was the mastermind behind Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. The guy cannot get a head coaching job in the NFL. Race, absolutely. Incredible. Right. It absolutely plays a part. So the talent is there. The X's and O's is there. The strategic thinking, the game planning, all of it exists with among black athletes. And some are better than others. But but as a group, they are just as good as their white counterparts. You know, the the head coach of the Indianapolis coach Jeff Saturday um, Hall of Famer offensive lineman was coaching high school football and losing before he became the, the Colts head coach last year uh, um, just because of, of who he was. So it's not like Dion got some special pass. This is what happens in the league. Dion just happens to be a larger than life character and, um, and is having success that some of the other guys aren't having. So it'll be interesting to see what he does when his kids are no longer there. But I will say he had the number one recruit in the nation at Colorado to see the Nebraska game last week. That kid doesn't make that trip if Deion's not there and Colorado's not winning.
2: Interesting. All right. We'll end there. Ted, thank you.
0: Absolutely. Always a pleasure.
2: Thanks, Gene. Thanks for talking, talking to us.
1: A lot of fun, period.